to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope you're, you know, doing fine. Um, so, you know, recently, first of all, I, I, I want to just um, appreciate God in my life and, oh gosh, I, I feel like very good place with him right now i just like where we are and i'm i'm really hoping that nothing is going to anyway so he's for the for like throughout from the beginning of this year i sort of like sense that god has been telling me he keeps telling me you know pray 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 that's what he keeps telling me and it's not not it's actually i think it's a bit more now than it was he's really telling me to pray about things pray and pray and pray he's telling me to do that you know now that i think about it actually he keeps telling me just pray don't worry you know stop worrying about this or worry about that just pray 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 it out pray and two things that i take from that first is that he needs those prayers I think that was, you know, that that's continues to be one of the things that really shocks me about the way the world is and the fact that God actually needs our prayers before he can intervene in situations. He needs it. Not just that he, you know, it's not, it's not a nice to have. It's, he needs it. He can only intervene in certain ways when there is prayer to support it. In other words, I received a request. A request came to my throne, therefore I must act. So I realized that somehow it appears that in the spiritual realm of things and everything that I'm saying now, they, they, I probably can find um, whatever for it in the scriptures if I go to the Old Testament particularly. But with it, it appears that God has... Um, there are things that he has um, mandates over, share you understand, in terms of like the, the sun, the moon, you know, the oceans, things like that, the cosmic, you know, things. It also appears that there are some things that, so at the macro level, he has the, he determines, you know, nations that rise, nations that fall, you know, yeah, he determines the habitations of men, you know, he set things in place and but it appears that on a personal level, there are rules about when God can and will intervene and how. What those rules are is not entirely 100% clear to people like me. I don't think there's anybody that knows. But it appears that things like, because if you look at the cases that God intervened in, in, in the Bible, in people's lives, most of the time, there was somebody praying. There were some people, it was their works, their good works that got the attention of God. Some, it was actual prayer. The, um, the, someone that would say good works was the Cornelius, the centurion, the Roman centurion, talked about in the Old Testament. But he, was also, he also used to pray, so it's also possible that his prayers. For many others, people like Daniel, Hezekiah, you know, 
it was prayers. You could actually see that their prayers were lifted up to God. And in Revelations, we see that the prayers of the saints actually enters into God's throne room. And that there's, you know, not only that it enters his throne room, but everybody in that space sees it. And, you know, there's a conversation about, oh, oh yeah, God, you have to do something about this. When are you going to do this and all that? Okay, I think I'm mixing two different things. So, yes, the prayer of the saints come up like an incense. And then there's also the place where the martyred saints were asking God that, when are you going to avenge our blood? So that's where I would say the sort of conversation about that would happen. But the prayers of the saints, they enter into the throne of God and we see that the angels offer it, you know. And so there's some so action is taken, <coughs> excuse me, action is taken on the basis of the prayers of the saints. And... So that, and then the Bible tells us that the eyes of the Lord are run to and full through the earth to see whose heart is perfect towards Him. Why would God be searching for people whose hearts are perfect towards Him? Because He wants to have a relationship with them, He wants to go into partnership with them, He wants to be reconciled with them. So, but what He's, but He's, so imagine He's, it's just like how you, you open a, a box of files, you are sifting through certain. You're looking for a particular file or a particular set of files. But the files that you take out are the ones that have what it is you're looking for. You're not going to carry all the files. So imagine a situation whereby that's essentially what that scripture says that God does. So when he's looking at the earth, he's looking at the nations, he's seeing what the nations are doing on a high level. But then on a personal level, he's looking for the men, the women, children, the boys and the girls. But let me say men and women because I believe that God has, you know, all the women, the Bible says that the kingdom belongs to the children. So all the children, their hearts is perfect towards God as far as God is concerned. And Jesus said that, he said, you know, allow the children to come unto me because of these are the children of our kingdom of God. So children, different. So let's say man, woman, he's looking to see who those whose heart is perfect towards him. So, you know, recently there have been things going on that have been very, you know, well, like I said, we're really going through it in Nigeria. I know everybody, cost of living is a major issue, but we just got, we, we, we are really going through it because we have the worst possible political outcome, that, you know, is what happened in the 2023 elections and we're now all paying the price collectively as a nation. So it's really bad. And, you know, so imagine the worst kind of leader that you can have in a crisis, you know, is, is what we have now. So, yes, there would have been economic crisis. There would have been social crisis, socioeconomic crisis. But at least at that time, you would hope to have strong leadership. You would hope to have committed leadership. You would hope to have responsible or accountable leadership or at least passionate leadership. Right, right now, <laughs> what you have is, yeah... Counter, yeah, somebody that is a, a less, a much, much lesser man. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, so the Holy Spirit has been bringing this scripture into my heart in this season, you know, because, like I said, there's a lot going on, and you just feel sometimes so helpless like, what can I do, you know? In those days, the cost of you, you, could, you could spend a certain amount of money and you would make a big impact in the lives of so many people. But now, what you could, 
I mean, the kind of money I would give that would um, would be able to get food packs for like maybe ten or twelve or even fifteen families will probably now only be able to do that for two or three families. push for you to cover that much now the portions will be very very small so um it's tough so it's, it's just tough it's really tough and you know for me there's also stuff going on on a personal level things that you just want god to help you sort out and for me generally i think i've just gotten to this point that in this life i've just said there are a lot of things that i just have to know how to hand it over to god because the trouble never finishes. Sure, you understand. I mean, it doesn't. It never ends. I find that so bizarre about this world, because as you are solving one problem, another one is coming up. As you are getting out of one trial, another one is warming up. As you are resolving one challenge, another one is there. You are literally finishing one piece of work and celebrating it before the celebration is over. Another assignment is at your door. It's a world of work. So one thing that, um, one scripture that the Holy Spirit brought to me just this morning, I've been bringing it, I've been ignoring it, ignoring it, came again this morning, I said like, okay, I need to talk about this. And it happened, you know, so we had also been going through a heat wave, so there were power cuts, there was no electricity, there was a terrible, terrible heat wave that caused many of us to have heat rash. I can't remember when last I had a heat rash. But I had it over this period. It was horrible. 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 So at a stage, I just said to myself, you know what? I started praying. I was like, God, you need to help us. We need rain. Please, can you let, you know, this weather, whatever it is. You know, I, I, had, I started praying, but it took me weeks before I realized that this was, this needed to be a prayer point. And then I really became, in fact, when I became so aggrieved, I just prayed. I can't remember what I prayed about. I just... After like weeks of a terrible, horrible heat wave, and you know, I prayed. I just prayed. I was like, God, you need to do something about this. I don't know. Let 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 rain. Just bring rain. It was up to twenty four hours. Rain came, and it came. In fact, the rain was so I have never welcomed rain like I welcomed rain that day. And I I remember waking up in the morning and stepping out into the rain i actually went out to my front door and said to the rain welcome thank you for coming it was that bad and then i stepped out into the rain and allowed it to you know to beat me like you know i allowed the rain to fall the raindrops to fall upon me it was that hot you know it was an oppressive heat and you know to be honest I think many times as Christians, we do not realize the spiritual things that happen around us. Because that hits, I now realize, it, 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 was, it was like, it was like, it was like an evil, you know, the devil just decided to punish us. It was an oppressive hit. It was oppressive. That's the word. And at the same time, you know, it was oppressive. It had torment. In fact, it reminded me of hell. You know what I mean? I was like... This must be what hell feels like. And what made it worse, even, I mean, that was when we now realized we had air conditioning. It was like the air conditioning wasn't working. 
So, honestly, so by the time we, 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 funny enough, after I prayed that prayer, within 24, like, one and a half days, it was even not the following day, the, you know, it, it wasn't up to two days, like, a day and a half, rain fell, the weather changed. After the rain fell, it started getting a bit warm again, but it, ne- it didn't go back to how warm it was before the rain. Second day again, another rain fell. And, you know, quite that one, I think, was quite substantial. So since those two um, episodes of rainfall, um, there has been, the weather has been much cooler. That oppressive heat has stopped, you know. One can now begin to wear normal clothes around the house, at least semi-normal. It's not as, I mean, gosh, during that period, we'll be drenched, we'll be in the house, drenched in sweat. People were taking photographs of, on social media of themselves, drenched in sweat, like horribly sweat. People were fainting in the streets. Although some combination of hunger plus, you know, it's just horrible. The kind of scenes we've not seen before. And again, government that is not responsible. So there was nothing like water fountains, you know, there's nothing. Everything you have to do for yourself. You know, if you don't have cash, you'll literally die because there is no social welfare. And the worst thing when you complain, people are shouting you down as though you have no right to complain. But when you when you campaign to take the position, you are ready to kill, to steal, and to destroy, to take the position. You get the leadership, and then you, you can't do anything with it because all you, your plan was just to come and plunder the place. But then, the worst part of it all is you expect all of us to keep quiet and to be watching you. Why? And to keep silent. You stand there representing and say you are the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. We should all look at you as citizens. Why you just do nothing? With all of the power and the resources that have been entrusted to you. The evil that I have seen in this world. I'm telling you, the day the Lord blows the trumpet for me and tells me to come, I will be like, wow, thank you, you finally came for me. You know what I mean? It's terrible, the evil in this world. It's a bad place. It's a very, very bad place. It's a very, very evil and bad place. Because how I see how people just carry on. They just carry on. They do the most evil and satanic things. And over this period, I've seen some Christians supporting the kind of evil that has been going on in our political space. I am very ashamed. But I have distanced myself from everybody that I have seen that has spoken up in favor of evil because I don't need, you know, I don't need Jesus to come and tell me or anybody to come and tell me that. It's like I see somebody who killed somebody and you are supporting the murderer. For any reason, I'll, I'll, I'll move from you. I mean, I've always been that kind of person. Even when I was in my office, there's certain things I see somebody do. Like if I see you're a violent person or you're very wicked, I've always, I've always had a high level of sensitivity against it. I don't care if you are nice to me. If you are, I see that you are oppressive or you are wicked to other people, I take that as, oh, it's a matter of time before you do it to me. Two, you are not a good person. I therefore, I keep my distance. Even if, I, even if you were my friend before. It's a different thing if I see that you are behaving that way because, you know, self-defense, because, you know, that's a different thing. But unprovoked, 
adjust myself. I adjust myself. So, since then, the weather has been much better. We still have the power cuts, but at least that's oppressive heat. Like, for instance, I'm now in, as I'm recording, my windows are shut. And everywhere is, you know, I put off the AC and all of that. And I'm not sweating. In that that period, it was impossible for, for me to be recording under these conditions as I am right now. All the windows shut, no, not, not all the fans off because I didn't want any noise intrusion. And the AC is off and the windows shut. No, that window would have had to be open. And even then, I'd still be sweating because the heat still, it, it was like, it, oh gosh, it was like somebody was putting a blow dryer in your face. 24-7, a hot, in fact, like a, bl- a blow touch, not even a blow dryer. So, but since I prayed, and I'm sure maybe not only me, but all I know is that I prayed the following day or the day after, rain fell and rain fell again and the weather has not gone back to the way it was. And the Lord said to me, and I, in fact, I, I remember writing a, a text to um, my mom, I'm saying, I now know why Elijah prayed for rain and against rain. Because to be honest, there are some situations where you really need to pray against the weather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this was one of them. I'm not saying every time there's, oh, Lord, you want to go out, oh, Lord, don't, don't let it rain. I mean, that's nonsense. Because while you are praying for it to rain, there's somebody else praying for it not to rain. You know what I mean? So who is God going to listen to? But in this kind of situation, where as a national priority, the, the, the weather had become a health challenge. It had, it had become a health crisis. And it was very abnormal for us in Nigeria. We don't have this, you know, in Nigeria, what, I mean, particularly in Lagos, where I live, what was normal is it, whenever you have those kind of really hot heat, not even up to that level of oppressive, like red zone heat or could red heat heat, the following day, you would surely have rainfall. So we always knew after a hot day, because I mean, we, we know the science of it, the heat goes up into the clouds and then when it cools, then it causes the clouds and then the rain. So, but that cycle was not happening. And for me, now that I think about it as I'm record as I'm recording this now, and I realize that that was probably the indication that there was something going on. And it may not be 100% only climate change, like we say, even though we know that that has its impact. But the, 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 the devil was in, in that heat because it was, it was an oppression of the enemy. And I know for those of us who are scientists, we'd be like, why, why is she saying this? You know, I mean, you should know better than this. Yes, I do agree. It was science. It is climate change. I am not a climate change denier. I I believe in climate change. I know it's true. It's real. But what I'm saying is that in addition to that, there was also a spiritual, very, very spiritual. I believe it. In fact, I'm just saying that now. But whatever the case, even if there was, you may say, okay, there's no evidence that there was any spiritual. It's just climate change. I prayed. So, I'm just using that as an analogy. It's not, this is not really a conversation about the weather. It's about those situations of our life when we have no control. You know, there's nothing you can do because this heat was so bad. And that's when I realized that 
you know human beings we just deceive ourselves that we live it we live in a world where we have a lot of control over things and we we do have some control but there's a lot of things that are out of our control because in that period we, there was nothing we could do about the weather and the only thing you know unlike cold where you can say you can dress up warm this one the heat was so much that even the normal cooling mechanisms were not working you know what i mean they were not working because the, the heat was too much so i mean there was no immediate solution even if you said you know have open your windows more the heat coming in it, 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 there was no air there was no moving air so there was nothing the fans helped a little bit but it was just not enough i mean we like i said with we have massive industrial fans in my house and and air conditioners even with all of that i still got heat rash people were being asked to stay out of the sun you know i mean you know the kind of i mean by the time you're telling black people to stay out of the sun you can imagine how bad these are the kind of things i never heard as a child who, who would tell you to stay out of the sun for what the sun is our friend it has always been our friend <laughs> you know i live in, in in nigeria in africa So, the Lord reminded me of... Um, so, Elijah, go back and read that scripture. It talks about Elijah praying. And um, this was in the book of James, chapter 5, verse uh, 15, 16. He says, Confess one to one, and one another, therefore your faults, your sleeps, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another, that you may be healed and restored. I'm reading Amplified Version to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. And it says, Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and he was just a normal human being like us. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. Now, I'm not particularly an Old Testament person, so I don't know the conditions, what it was that happened that made Elijah pray that prayer. But I can imagine that it was something of national importance, just like this. So... And it was something that, whatever it is that was going on, it was totally out of his control. There was nothing that he could physically do to make things better. He had done all he could physically. Because, I mean, the Bible says if there's stuff that we have, is is what we hope for, that we pray for. What we have or what we can do, there's no point. In, I mean, why would you be praying for something that you can't do? What you would be praying is for wisdom to do it well. But then you still do it regardless, you know. So, I am beginning to realize that for those things that are really outside of our control, in particular, on a macro level, we need to pray it out. And that's what God is telling me. We need to pray this kind of Elijah prayer. And what God says that the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available that is dynamic in his working. That power will not have been available if the righteous man did not pray sincerely, continually, 
and from the bottom of their hearts. The condition of, of that prayer, it must be earnest. I think King James says the um, there's a way King James puts it, the heartfelt, the 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 I, I, yeah, because I have this um, amplified version in my head. It says the, the, the whatever prayer of a righteous man, the heartfelt prayer. There's a way King James put it. Um, makes tremendous power available. And the factual fervent prayer, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yeah, that's how King James puts it. Effectual fervent. That's effectual, that's good. So it's fervent. Fervent means, you know, really, really um, passionate, zealous, continued, and it's effectual, you know. Effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So I, it's for those of us who have a relationship with God. And righteousness is not about our character only, but more about the relationship that we have with God, reconciled in Christ. You know, relationship of intimacy. Elijah was able to pray this kind of prayer because he has a relationship with God and he has right standing with God in terms of you know. His, his, do you understand? His relationship with God is intact. It's like a father. A child that is very close to the father can ask the father for anything. But the child that is distant cannot ask the father for anything. Can only make requests sometimes, maybe in anger or, you know, perhaps work indirectly, walking through others. Always needs a proxy, somebody to stand for him or her. But the child that is really the father's child, you know what I mean, can walk up to the father at any time and pour out his heart ask for help, ask for support. So, this is what the Lord is, is, is slaying on my heart now that for all those situations and things that I really, that are, and I'm, I'm actually, there's stuff that I'm dealing with that I, I know that, you know when you know that there's a, I, I need to do something about this, but it's almost, there's little that I can do physically. And all that I know to do, I am trying my best to do it. And but I know that what I can do is not is not going to be enough. You know that kind of thing. You just, I mean, it's not because the problem is bigger. The context of the is bigger than anything that I can on my own physically do. So there is a lot that I just need to pray that God will raise up men and women to help me to help to do the 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 eighty percent that I cannot do and that's it so tip just like the heat wave situation yes i i put on my fans i wore light clothing i went to bring out some like flimsy clothing that i've never worn for a very long time i wore all the most like the kind of clothes you wear on the beach that's what i started wearing and you know you you know even got the fans you know i cleaned up the fans um eventually did the same thing with the acs you know I mean, to show you how bad this is, we, 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 we didn't even, for a long time, you know this whole thing, when you take out your ACs and all the dust in it, we hadn't, we hadn't done that for years. In fact, I can't remember when we ever did it. But this period, the heat was so bad that we had to start, you know, like, cleaning the fans. All those things we've never had to do because, you know, and I'm like, okay, we need this thing to work and it must really work well. And, you know, and, ah, oh God, it was horrible. But we, we should, ah, oh gosh, it was really horrible. It was horrible. So I realized because... The, the weather change started off with dust from the Sahara Desert, then it came with heat. So I do realize that something brought, it brought weather from the desert to us. And we live in the coastal region, next to the ocean. So you can imagine the kind of situation where 
my house is literally like 15 minutes walk from the Atlantic Ocean. So the breeze of the ocean made no difference. So anyway, climate change is real. But thank God I'm I'm hoping that this does not mean that we're going to I hope we're not going to have a you know, I hope we'll get enough rain as we need this year because we're also in a food crisis as I speak food security crisis yeah but it is well so there's a lot to pray about there's a lot to pray about there's a lot to pray about the kind of Elijah prayers and um, the great men of God in the Bible in those days they didn't just pray only for their own needs they prayed for things that affected the communities that they live in talk about Daniel we talk about Elijah, you know, talk about you know the apostles. They prayed ahead. They prayed ahead for the gospel. They prayed ahead for the churches. Prayer birth the churches. Prayer birth the movement. Even Jesus, before he left, prayed for his disciples. Prayed for those that would hear the word of God after him. Prayed for you and I. So we need to pray. Please let us not and let us not. Um, our prayer life should not just consist on on. You know, bless me and, uh, and Lord, forget every other person. That's not how God works. And perhaps that is why God is looking for people. He's sifting through the people whose heart is perfect towards him. Because he knows that those ones, he can use them to impact the lives of everybody else. Whereas the ones whose heart is not perfect towards him, yeah, they're just going to continue doing their own thing anyways. And the world will continue to be evil and corrupt. Yeah, that's probably why. So he's not looking for... I used to think that... He's looking for those people who started perfect towards him so that he can bless them. But I now realize that it's two things. He wants to be intimate with them. He wants to get into partnership with them. And he wants to use them as a channel to bless other people. He wants to transform the lives of people on the earth. And, you know. And, um, yeah. I think in my next music, I want to talk about, you know, this, why the, you know, this whole there's something anyway i'll talk about it okay let me say it. so you know this whole thing we have whereby we have you know the kingdom of god has been inaugurated but we are still in this space where you know even though we have christ we have the power of christ we have the love of god and all that but the, you know we can still sin i mean i'm like sometimes i wonder i'm like jesus why didn't you just come and sort everything out why did you come you you gave yourself you died you resurrected you ascended and then you send the Holy Spirit and then we're in this battle, this endless battle. And then you're coming back again. And even when you come back again, you, you come, you take the devil and then you lock him up for a thousand years and then he gets up again and comes to fight. I'm like, what is all this up and down? End it. You know, like I just don't get it. So I think the next musing, if God permits, I would like us to talk a little bit about that. What could God have had in mind? Why did he create this interim world that we're in? Where we have Christ, the power of God. But even as Christians, we have to pray before we can access the, that power. You know what I mean? It's just not available to us the way it it should be in terms of, I mean, you know, do you understand what I mean? As in you have to activate by faith and you have to learn and you have to grow. And evil is still like present in the world that we live in. And, um, you know, yeah, so we are still mortal, we can still fall, we can, we can, you know, Christians can still fall sick, physical bodies can die, we can sin, you know, so, but like, yeah, 
so why didn't couldn't you just come we believe and then everything is transformed yeah no so yeah it's something that i'm thinking a lot about and i i would i think we would i would like to do a musing about it so the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much it releases tremendous power that is dynamic in its working let us all as christians activate that prayer now concerning things in our macro environment and in our micro environment let god use us to be the light of the world the city on a hill that cannot be hidden and the salt of the earth let's not allow the earth to consume itself with hatred with evil with jealousy with violence and may the lord help us in jesus name amen